And welcome to another installment of the Sports Red Podcast right here on Heat 100 Radio, heat100radio.com. And again, we are live. So get over Sports Rap Podcast is the group page on Facebook. And if you comment, I have my system up, so I will be able to read your comments on air. So in the building today, we've got another friend of the family who just walked in. I'm sitting here hating because he got my hat on today, so one of us going to have to take this hat off. And um, No, I'm just kidding. We got Ed Squeaky Bonaparte in the building. Now, fear Charles is in the building. Quiet, the humble giant. He's looking at me all crazy. But I get that. He's been here before with us, and I understand he's a little him. Did some training this morning, so I understand where he's at um, in his mood. Mighty Mouse is in the building. Ivan Robinson. Mighty Mouse. Listen. Listen. Mighty himself. The mighty one himself is in the building. So... He's chuckling. So we're going to go back. We're going to call you Ivan today. Is that all right with you? We're going to go with Ivan today. All right. So we got some things coming up. And we got the gentleman here to talk about it. Um, The give back. August the 14th. Um, That's my um, amateur show that I do every year. You know, um, uh, it's just giving back to the community. uh, Letting the world see the young amateurs that's coming through the city, through the world. Um, and I just normally put a, a 15 and 20 bout uh, classic event on for all the um, amateurs and the coaches in the city and throughout the world. And um, we have a good day, get it done, and um, keep it moving. Absolutely. So when did this all begin? I know that you said this is not your first time. So when did this all begin? And what was the driving force behind you bringing this, this type of event? Well, the driving force with me is always looking to present to present young talent that comes through the city that a lot of you know people don't know, you know, as of yourself or I may not know, you know, just being out on the airway, people saying, "Well, this guy's good, that guy's great." Um, I just get the opportunity to reach out to the coach. Reach out to the uh, USA Boxing, reach out to Jamil, and ask them, can I use their fighter on my show? And, you know, it's a display of talent. And nine times out of ten, either they compete with somebody here in the city. But normally with me, I always try to use my research by getting people to come out of the city. Like, I might get a, a Mark Johnson to come through. Uh, James Tony supposed to come through this year, but, you know, James Tony all over the place. So I don't believe <laughs> Um, you know, uh, I just get whoever I can, and I get a lot of local champions from here, like Buster Drayton, Charles Brewer, myself, uh, the young and upcoming, uh, Stephen Fulton, uh, Boots, Jerron Ennis, you know, just to come out and support, show the love for the city that I grew up in, and is is in my neighborhood, which is Nicetown, so that's a, that's a neighborhood that's been real, real, uh, generous and lovable to me, so I try to give back. Absolutely. So just just now, people, uh, you hear what's going on. And like I just said, it's to give back. And we know the state of our city right now. This this type of event, this give back is definitely needed. Um, We've all sitting here, we've all seen and heard what's going on in our city. And 
in my opinion, it's like it's super crazy. It's unnecessary. It's senseless. But people like us, I think, are the fuel that can turn this thing around. And it's going to take some work. We know that because we all live it. Um, I even squeaky. We know what you guys, everybody that knows you see what you guys do now. But maybe not everybody knows that everything that's going on in all of these communities right now are the same communities that we all grew up in. So it's not like we are trying to step in and do some things because we feel like we need to do something. It's basically from the heart because this is what we had. And if we can make things better for the people that look up to us, the people that we're around, I think that's a great thing. So, people, you heard it. The, I think, was it called the battle under the bridge? No, no that's not it. Okay. Just under the bridge. Just right under now. the bridge. Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, the uh, boxing event, is, it's a mighty thing. Yeah, it's a mighty thing. So, tell us about that. Um, it's a mighty thing. You know, I, I always, I see the post. I see you always in the gym. It's like we just joke with each other. We're always working. I'm always doing something with a microphone in front of me or my phone or social media, and you're always somewhere with some sweat and some gloves. So just talk about that. How does that, how does that make you feel, being able to be in the gym every day and working with the people that you are familiar with and then with the new people that may be coming in? Well, you know, the whole point, I think, me becoming a coach is just, you know, to reach out to the younger generation to give them what I already have been through and done, you know, and you know me, Wayne, uh, my man Chris right here, my coach right here, you know, Squeak, you know, and, and of course not fair, no. I'm not the type of guy to be, you know, politicking about what I've done in the past. I mean, what I've done in the past is what I've done in the past. I really love that people know who I am and know what I do. But at the end of the day, my legacy is to help not fair become world champion to work with his dad, Chris, to help me make it some world champion. And with Squeak, it's just to, you know, broaden the horizon, period. We want to, in the next su- next summer sometime, we want to be able to take It's a Mighty Thing on the road to do shows in other cities with other up-and-coming, you know, fighters. Um, so, like, today, I'm glad that you brought me in because today is a real starting, defining day because today is the day that we open up camp not fair. He's fighting September the 17th in Tennessee, and he's getting ready to fight for another title at a different weight. So, my mind has to be driven to working with him about what he needs to do. I'm, I got other fighters that I train. Right. I got other fighters that's going to be on my show August the 14th. I'm working with them. They said already. So, now my mind focuses just to get not fair where he needs to be. And I got to get in the fighters mode. So, I got to put him through what I went through to become champion. And it's not easy. Because the simple fact is not hard, but it is kind of hard uh, trying to give not fair what I've gotten. And mm-hmm. I've just gotten to the point right now, I'm not discouraged about it, I'm happy about it. Not fair is champion. Not fair is where you need to be. Ain't no now. So my thing is, he's on his way. I just got to implement what he needs to do from here on out. And I think that's not uh, hard to do. I don't think it's going to be hard mm-hmm. at all. And what I think that's really making it easy is that his dad is open to any and everything. He done even got open to the point that he he let my dad come in 
and work with not fair on certain things too. Okay. So at the end of the day, not fair getting everything that he needs to get. Uh, people that knows the boxing game knows that not fair is getting everything he needs to get, and it, it's gonna do nothing but show. I know he has some bumps and bruises as he go along, but that's the fight game. You gonna have that. The yeah. best thing about it is that he's learning every day, and I'm glad to say that I'm part of his team. Absolutely. Yeah. So, not fair. Yeah. We gonna talk to you for a little bit. You just heard everything that Ivan just said. Tell the people a little bit about that journey from, let's say, from the beginning up until now. switch around um, from my original style. I could do nothing but appreciate it. Um, not only from him, but from his father. Um, so yeah, like it, she was going to switch around, just move me in a different direction than where I was originally going in, just pushing it forward with my head high and throwing any punches and see how far, how long it would take the dude to fall. Now it's more of a, a, um, a boxing standpoint where I'm throwing specific shots getting out of the way, throwing specific shots, um, dipping, moving, twirling, getting around them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So, um, I said phenomenal um, progress since we since we started with Ivan. So, talk to him, put on it, but it's definitely going to show more along the lines, more fights we get on. Cool. So, I just heard Ivan mention that you are a champion, so congratulations to that. And this is stuff that I already knew, people, because I, I stay in tune with my folks, y'all know that. Y'all know I stay in tune with my folks. But let me just ask you, now preparing to fight in another weight class, just touch a little bit on that transition. Now, I understand you just heard, I just, we just heard you say, now you know what combinations to throw, when to throw this punch, when to throw that punch. So now moving into another weight class, how does that change if so? And how has that change become for you? Was it difficult or was it kind of a smooth transition knowing what you've known prior to being at this point? Um, I'd say it was a smooth transition. Um, we really had um, the basics already down. A lot mm-hmm. of the stuff he was showing me was not nothing that I wasn't familiar with. It was just bringing it all together. So um, moving forward with like a bigger weight class, I, I really don't see any So y'all hear that, folks. You hear the somewhat humbleness, but you also hear that note of confidence in his voice. And I think that's a great thing. I think that's part of the representation um, that he has backing him. And I I wish you all the success. I wish you the best. Um, I'm looking forward to you getting another championship. I'm not thinking of anything less. 
And like I said, I, I do my homework. I know my history. And like I even said, what he's done in the past is the past. But just knowing what he's done in the past is, I think, very beneficial. And it shows right now, like I said, the humbleness and the confidence in your voice and in your tone is very telling. It's very showing. So, Ivan, yes, sir. back to you real quick. We going to knock out? Or we just going to take everything as it comes right now. We, and you know I'm just messing with you when I say that. I mean, and, and you know what? I've never, in my career, I never was a big puncher. I was okay. a guy with great hand speed. My defense was great. I can make guys miss and all that. Now, fair is just a different breed, you know. Um, he he going there, he put guys to work. I mean, he going there, he put his work in, and he get rid of guys. You know, and we anybody that's been following his career or trained with him or been around him, no, not fair. Strictly a body guy. He going straight to your body. I mean, you can hit him in the head all day. He gonna slip shots. And I don't care. I don't care if the shot if he if a guy puts his hands down and his head open. Not fair. He gonna hit the jug in his head. He gonna hit him straight in his body. And you sitting there saying, well, dog, his head wide open. Why you go to the body? Why you go to the body to the head? So um, he's definitely a transitional guy where he he beats your body up. I like that. Um, I like that answer. It's a, it's a great answer. And just people um, that are tuned tuned in, if you don't fully understand, and I hope I don't get jumped on with all these boxes in the building, but you sometimes have to understand that it's not always about a knockout. Um, there's more than, as, as the old cliche saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And like you just heard Ivan say, my fear is a body puncher. People, if you don't understand, your body is attached to your legs. And one of the things Ivan also mentioned, he's like, yo, well, dude got his hands down and whatever. It's a reason he's got his hands down. And I think that goes into the knowledge and the precision of not fear, and I'm sure he'll correct me if I'm wrong, where if I beat you up in the body, now I have a more clear advantage if I had one already. If not, I have an advantage because I'm going to be able to move. And like I said, people, if you don't understand, if you've never been in a boxing gym, you never played any sport, that you stand up and move around constantly. When your body gets beat, it's hard to stand up. It's hard to keep your hands up and protect yourself. So in a small way, you are giving your opponent the opportunity. In this instance, in the boxing, you're giving your opponent the opportunity to pick and choose where he wants to go and how he can methodically break you down. And from what I just heard, that's something that Nafir does in the ring. Yeah, 
Let's see. It, it's just so humble. Like I, I'm, I'm impressed um, at his humbleness. And again, like I said, it's humble, but it's confidence. And I think that's something that a lot of young people that um, attend um, the boxing gym and the, the training program that Ivan has, you need to be in tune with this. You need to be aware of this and take note of this because these are the types of things that will, that will help propel you to the next level and beyond. Uh, you know, there's old another old cliche saying nobody likes to show off. And I can sit here amongst boxing greats and, and boxers and say, we've seen some of the good ones who tended to show off or elected to show off a little bit and it didn't work out well for them in the end. So you have to have that focus. You have to have that grind and that will. So, and I fear again for you, looking at this upcoming fight, do you think that you will bring anything from your previous fights into this fight? Or are you looking at this in its own right as this is my next thing up? I'm focused here, and this is what I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to bring anything with me unless it absolutely has to come out. But I have a game plan that I'm going to stick with, that I'm going to work with, that I feel like can get me over this hump. Uh, I think the game plan is really just looking completely different. Um, that's really how we started camp so far, um, just looking completely different. Nothing, nothing is old, nothing is the same. It's all just rebuilding on has gotten better, um, formation has gotten better, movement has gotten better, power has got improved, everything. So this whole, this whole, like the whole agenda with this next fight is really just coming out of it. It's a completely different fight than I even looking to. Cool. So we got some other people in the building. We got Squeaky sitting right to my left. And you all, you people, you all know Squeaky. Definitely another friend of the family. Squeaky, what are your thoughts? How do you feel? Um, going into this fight, nah, I figured an awesome team, man. Awesome team. He got. I, I just found out sitting here that, I, that Ivan Dad is helping out. You can't. He can't lose. He, he's he's talented. He got a whole lot of power. Uh, he got his dad with him, which is awesome. He's completely humble, like you said, which leaves him open for for learning. And for him to sit here and say he got to, he used his style to get him where he is now, and he's humble enough to let Ivan teach him and take him to the next step. Yeah, that's that's all winning personality. He's gonna be fine. I promise you. Absolutely. Another great point, folks, for you young people that are tuned in. And, and it's the most I've ever heard him talk to. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, if you look at his face now, as as we have our live feeds up, you look the look on his face. Again, it's a look of determination. Um, you hear the chuckles amongst us as we are friends. So when we say stuff to each other, we're going to chuckle. Mm -hmm. And that's not saying that our fear is not included, but I see the maturity, the focus, and I can tell that, like Squeaky just mentioned, he's open to learning, um, open to being tutored and proving uh, that he can be that next one up. And it, it's looking like he is going to be that next one up. And like I said, the, the, the team that he has behind him, like you said, like I even mentioned, he doesn't care how it happens. He just wants it to be a victory. And I don't think 
I think that's a lot different, in my opinion, from other camps and other trainers where some of them may be on the premise of, look, we got to go hard, we got to do this, we got to do that. And you're kind of like a little aggressive in nature. This, I think, camp, one of the things I think is beneficial is not taking it for the full extent, but it's a little bit more laid back. So there's a lot more comfort in everybody in relaying information and skill sets and then also receiving. So it's like, like Nafir just said, it's like a smooth transition. Even though I'm changing some things, I'm moving up in weight, it's still that same upbringing and that same familiarity that I had before I got to this point. And again, I, I applaud you um, for your humbleness and your determination. And like I said, your open and your receptiveness because I see it. Like I said, I haven't seen seen you in the gym or in the videos. I haven't seen you fight live, and I'm intending to do that. But alone, aside from that, I see it now just sitting here talking to you. And if people can't pick up on that, it, it's a it's something wrong with them. It's a weird thing. And, and it's like almost like we talked about with Ben Simmons being the poster child or something. It's kind of like you could be the poster child for being receptive to what's being given to you and it being different than what you were basically accustomed to when you started. So you, you think that's a... That's the game plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See that? See, listen, I, I, I'm trying to get more out of them, y'all. I'm trying. But I, I see. Yeah, I see. But it that's like, like Squeaky just said, that's a good thing. It's a good trait. Because it's a good trait. Uh, but like I said, I know the things that I'm saying, he's listening and his responses are on point, somewhat brief, but they're on point. And as a professional, and I even can sure, I'm sure you can attest to this, as a professional, it doesn't get any better than that, where there's no hoopla, there's no show. It's, this is me and this is what you're going to get. I'm not putting on the show for the cameras, the microphones, or whoever. Whatever you ask me, I'm going to answer you, and this is my answer. You either take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, somewhat a lost art amongst a lot of professionals in other different sports, where sometimes when they do interviews and things, they feel like they have to sometimes say things that are allegedly politically correct. I feel like being genuine and being yourself is more of a plus than wanting to be politically correct, so to speak. Um, so, Nafir, how do you feel about that? Just being yourself and giving your answers the way that you give them and your humbleness and your determination. Uh, it's been a lot of work. Um, yeah, I say a lot. It's been a lot of work just um, being at the spotlight a lot. A lot. I know I, I've been given a grace by God to be, um, mm -hmm. you know, perceptive to all the opportunities given to me, and um, I can do nothing but thank Him for my ability to speak and just give you know, inspiration to people around me. But um, like I said, it's been a lot of work, um, just being in the spotlight a lot, being um, the voice for a lot of people that really don't get to speak out as often or get the opportunity. So um, like I said, I, I can 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably, I'd say small stuff, jabs, if they footwork not working out right, if they can't get past this workout, I do it with them. If, um, small stuff that I've already been past, but I'd rather go back and do it again just to make sure that they, they get in that push that they need. So, um, Champion personality. That's cool. It's just, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Cause I don't mm-hmm. know when he, when he just won his title. Yeah. When yeah. Normally, when, like when I won my first title, I was happy to jump on my team and Mm-hmm. This guy wants his title. He walking out the ring. I'm like, yo, dog, get did, your belt first. Did, did y'all tell yeah. me y'all lost the belt? <laughs> did you tell you <laughs> misplaced it? Nobody beat me. Misplaced it. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, not fair. Is is a great, great champion. I want to say kid because he passed that age now. Um, he's a great young man to work with. Um, it makes it easy for me. You know, mm-hmm. some fighters you just, they just, they just don't get it. I mean, take them a while to get it. This kid right here, he gets it, and then he works on it. You know what I'm saying? He trains extra. You know what I'm saying? I train other fighters. He should be done and going home by now. He's still here in the gym. I had to tell him last week, like, can't start Monday. After you finish your workout, you train, go home. He'll mm-hmm. sit in the gym for another two hours. For what? Why are you right. sitting in the gym? Okay, I understand you want to work with the kids, but your, your day is over. Go home and relax, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm really excited about this, this um, fight here. Because actually talking to his dad, I don't know. I know him and his dad talk a lot, but I'm not sure if his dad told him. But this fight right here and this this one right here is going to escalate him to you know being right there in the middle with them big names. So you know, from here on out, it's definitely all business. It's all absolutely. Business. You know, but also I got to give a shout out to Rick Ross. You know, the real Rick Ross because he's helping out fair do what he needs to do to get where he needs to get. So it's just a team effort, man. It's just a team effort, you know. And my partner, Squeak, he help out when he can, if he can. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's always around. So, hey, that's just. But I'm just happy, you know. And I appreciate you bringing us back on and talking. All right, mm-hmm. no problem. Like I said, always, man. Anytime, you know where I'm at. I'm always here every Monday. So let's talk a little bit more about the event on the 14th. Um, you said you had how many bouts? Well, I normally do 20 bouts, but this year I got cut to 10. So I'm trying to put as many good fighters on as I can. Um, It's kind of hard because what happens is everybody always waits to the last minute. Then when you can't get them on, it's like, almighty, you didn't look out. Um, I'm kind of stranded this year. You know, I got 10 bouts. I got a lot of kids. A lot of coaches calling me want to put their kids on. I'm trying to put the best ones on that I can. Right. Um, but like I said, next year, I really think that I'm going to expand. Me and Squeak, we talk about it. We're going to expand. We definitely want to um, do more bouts. I think I'm going to just make it a whole day because I do it with the CDC. Mm-hmm. The CDC has been lovely. They have, they have helped me for the last, I think it's like 10, 11 years that I've been working with them. Um, and they have helped me. And they have given me what I need as far as uh, the fighters, you know, the uh, press, um, the team, the guys, the fighters, whatever it is that I need, they always help me out with it. Um, but I'm starting to expand. And I need Absolutely. to get it to where, 
you know, I need to get other countries to come in and, and, and you know, uh, participate in what I'm doing and mm -hmm. help me out. Like I said, I can mm -hmm. always get, you know, former champions to come through. Some of them help out. You know, some of them just there for the love and respect. So, you know, CDC has helped me. Nice town. My, my little community has helped me. I just want to continue to keep going on because it starts with the kids. Like, it started with me when I was, my dad took me in the gym when I was five. You know, by eight, I was a, a well-known kid. So, you know, USA Boxer helped me from there on to get to where I needed to be, which was become world champion. So, I want to do the same thing for our youngsters. You know what I'm saying? I want them to be able to say on a pedigree, too. Like, well, you know, I fought in the Ivan Mighty Robinson and somebody thing, you know, boxing event in Philadelphia. So, you know, I just want to help the kids, man, and do mm -hmm. what I can. Absolutely. So that's all, uh, August the 14th, the Give Back Festival in yes, Town Park. Start, start at 12. 12 Starts at 12 p.m. That address is 4540 Germantown Avenue. 4540 Germantown Avenue. And that's right in the Town section, folks. Y'all know where it's at. You know Germantown Avenue. Right up the street from Germantown and Hunting Park. Exactly. Right, around the, right up the street from Marcus Foster Stadium. Matter of fact, almost directly across the street from Marcus Foster Stadium. If you part of North Philly, part of that area avenue, Hunting Park, Logan section, if you don't know where Marcus Foster is, you need to move. <laughs> right now. You need to just pack your stuff up. Matter of fact, don't even pack your stuff up. Just move. Because if you don't know that area, then you don't know the hood that you live in. So moving on to the next thing. Got a special weekend coming up. Approximately or just about seven days from this give back event. August the 20th through the 22nd. Big weekend in Atlantic City. Oh, yeah. My guy here, yeah. yep. Ivan Robinson, yeah. will be inducted into the Atlantic City yeah. Boxing see, Hall of Fame. Yeah. See, that's just why I'm like, yeah. I thought I was going to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. nah, you, yeah. you're not getting out on that. Fame, we definitely, yeah. definitely have to mention that. 20, like I said, yeah. you, you family, the 23rd, and I can't have you here and not mention it. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of you, little dude. All them days I used to beat you up, man. Yeah. Listen, this just shows to all the people that are tuned in, all the people that are in the hood that know you. Perfect example. Yeah. That you can do some major things mm -hmm. if you put your mind to it. Exactly. And more importantly, taking a page out of Not Fear's book, if you are open to it. I understand some of the kids, like Ivan just said, some of the guys that come in, they either they get it, they don't get it, or it takes them a long time to get it. But seeing you in the forefront of all of this, it is a good benefit. It's a good stepping stone. It's a good tool for them to see someone that's from where they are from, someone that they can reach out and touch, someone that they can reach out and talk to that has done it and is getting his flowers and getting his accolades for it. So it just shows that you are who you say you are, a man of the community, um, a person that wants to give back and help out the youth. And it, it shows in everything that you're doing. So I congratulate you now for that, uh, for that accomplishment, which I think is a great, great accomplishment. Um, and people you're tuned in you see this face you know who i'm talking to so you know the accolades but 
this type of honor is a Hall of Fame honor. If, if you don't truly understand that, that means it's history. Let me say that again. History. And what that truly means is his name and his likeness will be talked about for generations. Mm-hmm. He will be looked at as a generational figure. And all from a person that comes from the same hood that you young people come from. Again, his event on the 14th is in Nice Town. He didn't try to take it to a bigger venue. He kept it in his hood, right where he is from. So that shows you even more the sincerity and the care that he has for the young people and his for his community. So again, I applaud you for all of that. And, you know, it's great, again, like you said, to have you guys back in here. And, you know, I'm here anytime. You know, we talk social media anytime. You just got to call me, shoot me a message, let me know, whatever. And we'll definitely get things worked out. Now, Fear, again, wishing you all the best. Um, Like I said, this is the second time that I've been able to speak with you. Um, I do remember now, just like Squeaky mentioned, I've gotten a lot more out of you this time than we did the last time. But but that shows the that shows the growth, you know. And, and it's a great thing, and that's just progress, you know. It's nothing wrong with that. It's just the progress, and again, the humbleness. But I feel like I made him feel comfortable because from what they're saying, like I even just mentioned, he won his championship and he walked out the ring. So I feel like he's comfortable being here, talking to us and talking to me. So I, I applaud you, and I'm thankful for that. Folks, 11.46, 46 minutes past the 11 a.m. hour. I want to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into some other stuff. We're going to talk to these guys about some other things going on. We're going to talk some other sports because me and Ivan always chit-chat back and forth on social media. And a couple things that he asked me this morning about the Sixers, about the Eagles. Talk a little bit about that when we come back. And if you don't know, if you haven't been tuned in, Squeaky's here so he can back me up on this. You got to get in touch with Simply Monica. You got to get in touch with Squeaky. His name is on some of the posts. If you did not come out on July the 4th to Loon Choose, State property. It was it was a movie. It was it was a movie. And coming up, September the fifth, we got Nina Ross. We got Miss J. Miss J. Again, that nice town factor coming in, and we got the incomparable MC Light. It's the Heat One Hundred Radio's anniversary. Seven years in the business, so shout outs to the boss lady, Simply Monica, who Monica. has been doing a bang up job here mm-hmm. at Heat 100 Radio. Um, I was introduced to her a long time ago by a mutual friend, and I got here and I haven't left yet. Yep. Um, the growth that I was allowed to encounter here, the tutelage that I received here, is one for the ages, and she always tells me, that it shows. So I am forever thankful. And again, Boss Lady, I know you're tuned in. So again, folks, 
get your tickets. Tune, check out Simply Monica seventy two. Keep my hundred ready on Instagram, Facebook to get your tickets. It's gonna be something. Like I said, the first one was a movie, yeah. but this time around, it's the anniversary of Heat 100 Radio, so you know it's going to be something huge, something special. You are tuned in to Sports Rat right here on Heat 100 Radio. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to these guys a little bit more. We're going to change this pitch up a little bit, but we will be back. We'll see you on the other side in just a few minutes. Yeah, I ain't tell you, we, we bring MC Light here. With uh, Nina Ross and whoever else Monica got, I can't remember what she got. Definitely, thanks again for tuning in to the second part of today's episode of the Sports Red Podcast. So we're gonna switch it up a little bit today because I got some humble guys in the building, and as you saw, you heard the chuckles again, as always in the background. My guy was not really uh, thinking and really didn't want us to say anything about his induction. But we got him. And it, it's always something that I like to do here. I try to like, I like to catch people off guard in a good way. And those kind of praises, like we just talked a little bit off air, those type of praises are things that need to be acknowledged, especially if we're friends, which we are, and he's in my presence right now. So, like the saying is now, give him his flowers while he's here. Definitely going to give you your flowers, bro. And, you know, very appreciative. And, and in that uh, realm of being humble, I am, again, humble to have you sitting here with me. Uh, the first time you were here, I got so many texts and so many calls and stuff uh, from people after the fact. And in a way, a huge way for me, the way we were introducing in that interview that we did the first day and the way we connected and gelled. When I talked to people after the fact, when they kept coming, I was like, yo, you was talking to Ivan. I said, yeah, I was talking to Ivan. So what? Like, what's the big deal? You know? And it's, it's one of those things where it rubs off. Like, a lot of people said it about me. They said to me that I'm kind of humble as well. But, again, when people asked me, they was like, yo, like, how you pull it off? Listen, ah, listen, listen. Now you're asking the wrong questions. You don't need to know how I did it. You saw that I did it. And now we have a bond. And I'm appreciative. I'm thankful to call you friend, you know, right now as well. And, and like I said, it was one of those things where because of the atmosphere and the aura that was here that first time, when people asked me about it, it was like, all right, yeah, so what? Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, he's approachable, but you got to do things in the right way. Right. You can't just go run it to him. Oh, Ivan, can I get your autograph just like that? Like, no. I said, <laughs> if I know him the way I think I know him, it's not going to put you in a good look. It's not going to put you in a good spot. So just be respectful um, on the 14th if you feel like you want to get close to him and say some things to him. And I'm sure he wouldn't have any problem talking to you. Oh, come um, on with me and Chris. The other stuff, yeah. Or go find Chris and Squeaky, and they'll drag you over there. They'll drag him over to right. you in one way or another. Something will happen. Something will happen. And if you want to get introduced, we definitely um, can make that happen. So we're going to take a little bit of a turn from boxing for now. Because although he is the champ, and I'm going to get on his nerves today because I called him the champ, 
But when he came in today, because I do the sports show, he immediately asked me about the Sixers. And I gave him a little bit of my spiel. Right. I gave him a little bit of my spiel. And, of course, you know, we just had the NBA draft uh, Thursday. The, the Sixers had three picks in that draft. But all the hoopla is around Ben Simmons. And some of the things that I said about that entire situation is or were that I believe it, there is going to be a trade to come. But knowing the people that I know close to the situation, it's not going to be what the fans expect. It's not going to happen when the fans expect it. I think it's going to happen at their own timeline. So the picks that they made, they drafted Jared Springer in the first round at number 28, and then they drafted two bigs, um, a foreigner, Philip Petrozev, and then they drafted Charles Bassey. I'm not 100% sure how um, Petrozev is going to fit in because you always get into that. You get caught up in that thing where he's a foreigner, he's overseas. He may want to go back and work on his game some more once he gets a little bit of taste of camp here or whatever. But I think, again, the Sixers got another steal in the first round, a la Tyrese Maxey. And we saw what the potential and, like they like to say, the upside of Tyrese Maxey uh, throughout this season. But I was talking to Chris. He just cut his eye. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot, too. You in here, so you're going to get on the mic as well. We talked about the Ben Simmons one and done. And we also talked about the coddling of professional athletes. So, Chris, give us a little bit of your take on that particular instance, the coddling of athletes, because there's none of that going on here. And people, he said, no way. So you heard that. And I'm just using that, plus playing devil's advocate a little bit. We talked to Nafir, and there's none of that going on here. And in my opinion, I think that is one of the worst things that can happen to an athlete that has aspirations of either going from high school to a top-notch college or from college to the pro level. Uh, well, for me, I guess it's it's kind of a, I come from a different standpoint. Uh, for me, when me and my fear started boxing, he was a kid. He didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. I went to the boxing gym with him, and we both learned together. And when I got to a point where I said, okay, you know, this kid wants to take this to another level, I then thought 10 steps ahead. I was thinking mm-hmm. about now, then. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, said, I know what I have to do. I have to surround my kid with the best people that I can have. Because right. where, where I fall short, I'm going to need other people to lean on. Mm-hmm. And I went and got Wendell Chavis, Coach Rick. I went and got Ivan. I went and got, I got Doc now. I got a doctor who, who makes sure he's, he's straight with his body. Um, I'm always thinking 10 steps ahead. Because mm-hmm. I know one day it's going to be a point where he's going to face adversity. And I can't save him. I'm right. going to be on the side. I'm walking back down the steps. Me and I are going to be on the side. 
screaming and yelling for him to do what we want him to do. And he's going to have to deal with that adversity. If I coddle him now, when he's on that free throw line, a la Ben Simmons, I can't save him. I can't help him. When it's time for him to shoot that jump shot, I can't save him. They're going to look at me and they're going to say, well, what was you doing all this time? Why didn't you prepare him for this this, this point? What am I supposed to do? I, I got I have to put, give him everything that I can so when that time does come, he has to be ready for it. And I, I feel bad for the kid that nobody had enough heart to tell him where he was falling short and get it right right now, not in game six where right. I'm, we're looking at you and the whole world is critiquing you mm-hmm. and could possibly tarnish your legacy of everything that you've done in the league because of a couple of games that you just you weren't ready for. I think that's a lost art as far as um, is, is coaches and in relationships with their players. And for some of the younger ones in relationships with the parents. Uh, when I coach basketball, and I find this is a lost art, coaches nowadays either don't want to or are scared to tell these kids' parents where their kids' level is. Mm-hmm. And I think, in my opinion, that hinders the kid because... You want to tell the parents, but then you don't want to tell them, and then you don't want to hurt the kid. I was always under the impression, myself and my uncle, when we coached our kids, just like um, Chris just said, I'm preparing you for the next level if you want to get there. Um, And more specific, I coached basketball. So I would always tell the kids, or me and my uncle would always tell the kids, you got us here in this community league talking to you every time you do something. As you progress, depending on the level of your progression, that's not always going to be there. So you can go to one of these big-time basketball schools in the city or whatever or get to college and go to those big times. The coach is going to sell you A, B, and C. If you get out there on the floor and you don't do A, B, and C, you're going to look up when that horn blows and it's a sub and that sub is coming for you. And you're going to think when I come past the coach, like, yo, coach, like, why you take me out? No, once you get to that level, we had practice all week. You knew what I expected you to do in the game. I just told you before I put you in the game. Go have a seat. I'll talk to you in practice. I got a game to coach. And for some of these kids, that's a shocker. Like, I had no problem when we had halftime in the locker room. There were moments when I had to tell, look, parents, y'all got to leave. And some of them would look at me and be like, oh, well, why I got to leave my son here? Because for this hour and a half, two hours, he mine. When this is over, you got the rest of the day and the next day until we come back to practice with him and you can talk to him then. But right now, I need you to let him go and give him to me. So for you, Chris, how awkward was that? You said you, you were not fair when in the gym as a child, when he was a child. How awkward was that for you seeing his vision and seeing and picking up on the fact that yo, this, he, yeah, he trying to do this. It, it's been it's been a hell of a journey. I mean, uh, you know, to, to encounter Rick Ross and for for him to embrace us the way he has. I mean, he's almost like a third father besides him and Rick and and, and Ivan. Everybody everybody embraces him and, and, and he you know he took him to California and you know he got to see. 
things that most kids his age don't really get to see. He got to see uh, another strong black man, you know, doing well in business, not just in athletics. Uh, he also teaches them. They, they talk almost every day. He teaches them about life and, and business in general. Um, and in and, and our sport, it's a little bit different. In basketball, somebody might drop 25, 30 on you. Right. In this game, you're going to get bodily harm inflicted upon you, and you might be going to the hospital tonight. Mm-hmm. So for me, it, it, it's, it's, even, it's even more imperative to make sure he has everything that he needs. And a lot of times, me and him butt heads because – I want it done a certain way because I know what's waiting for you. Right. You know, on the business side of the game where I had to go further than he did because I knew my kid was coming. So I got into the business side as far as contracts and managers and promoters mm-hmm. and things like that. It's a whole, for, for and to kind of correlate it to Ben Simmons, for his father who knew exactly what he was going to be dealing with, the expectations that he was going to mm-hmm. be dealing with. I just feel like he should have been more more ahead of the curve than he was because now that kid has to deal with the rest of his career with these these uh I guess afflictions being placed on him. Right. And like you know his career's on the line. Mm-hmm. He gets traded. You don't live up to the expectations. We all know what have you done for me lately? That's the game we're in. And and yeah. I, I preach that to him every day. Uh, I, you know I tell him I fear you know it's a lot of it's a lot of people who want to see you do bad, and it's a lot of people mm-hmm. who want to write you off. So. I know I got to be on my game. He got to be on his game. So you got to be on yours. Because right. where we're at now, um, you, you got millions of dollars at stake. You can't you can't play around. Like, this, sacrificing these next few years could change the rest of your life. You, you'll never have to mm-hmm. work for another person. You know, you'll always be in control of your own destiny. That's what, we, that's what I've been preaching since he was a child. Uh, right. I've been working my whole life to make sure that you don't. So here we are. You got to seize the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You just never know when the diversity is coming. I mean, it might be a guy who you think you can beat. That guy just might have caught up for you that day, and mm-hmm. he's coming. And now you got to deal with what he's bringing. And if you can't, you know, like I said in this sport, you, right. you go out, <laughs> you, get, yeah. you get hurt. Yeah, yeah. Me, it can I, happen. I, I don't know if I could bear that. So right. I, so so I make mm-hmm. sure. So for me, it keeps me up at night. Some some mm-hmm. nights I wake up literally. I wake up out my sleep, like. My kid, like, and, and I'm I'm ready to go. I, sometimes I used to go wake him up. Let's just go run. I can't I can't let it happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so now fear for you. How does that make you feel? Um, hearing everything that Chris just said and, and where his mindset is, and how he has your best interest at heart, where a lot of times. You get people around you, um, not you per se, but athletes get people around them that sell them that on the surface, but have underlying factors. But like I said, I just met Chris today and just hearing what he said, but knowing Squeaky and knowing Ivan, I know that they have your best interest at heart. How does that make you feel knowing that you can sit here today and say, I have the right people behind me? that are going to make sure that I stay on point to do what I need to do to get where I want to be. Like I was saying before, it's uh, really all about the game called, about the game plan. Um, just getting a lot of positive people in my corner. Um, eliminating all the negativity around me. That's really a, a real big thing with me. Um, I don't really like when people are just there. 
mm-hmm. in a space not really having a purpose. So um, we really cracked down on, on the nicks and crevices in, inside of our game. And um, I feel like we do it as a unit, you know, like not just me working on stuff for Ivan, mm-hmm. working on stuff that he feels like, oh, well, if I told him this and he's not getting it, let me switch it up or word it differently or let me just show him stuff like that. Like my father, when he tells me, yo, we're going to turn this combination to something else. I want you to get around him and show him, show him what your, your foot movement will look like while you respond to something like that. So, um, like I said, it's just it's all progress. It's really what we're, what we're striving for the most right now. It's just getting to a point where there, there's nothing standing in our way, you know? Right. I, I could do nothing to commend my father and mom. Ivan and Coach Rick, everything they've done for me because um, it's a lot. Um, I work out pretty much 80% of the day, so it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. I, I know I couldn't bear that on just one person. Right. So, like I said, I commend them for everything they've done. And I only want, I only want the best for them and to pursue a better world. Cool. So, we also, uh, before you came in, I fear, we talked a little bit about defining moments and we talked about the instance in the playoffs with Ben Simmons which could arguably and in a lot of ways sadly define his career what do you think uh, is the thing or some things that you feel may define your career just I know it's still early but looking down the line what do you think is the thing or some of the things that you feel like could define your career I feel like I've hit most of them person that, that people can look to motivation or look to and see oh this kid is actually doing what most people say he can't like I, 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 there's been so many times where I've been put in a situation where I wasn't supposed to be here today just giving out this information for other people to hear but you know, I've always got past it I've always I've always rung up I've always got past the obstacle so like I said I, I it really most the, the biggest thing for me it's just being the voice of people that that don't get to speak on it, you know. I, I I like to talk to people that are homeless sometimes because they usually give you a lot of good information, mm-hmm. only because nobody wants to hear it, but also because they've lived it and they're currently living it. Right. And when I talk to them, they give me information on like how to get in the, how to get in this predicament. Some of them are off; they're not really in their best mindset. A lot of them, they look at me and they think, well, I would never think it's a matter like you would actually give me money. Like, I never thought you would actually help me out. And I look at myself and I say, well, putting myself in your shoes, I would want it. I would want to be helped, you know? It's a great answer. And that's what I think about for, like, most of the people that just see me as a fighter. They say, well, I don't I don't feel like I have the skill set to be where he's at. I'm telling you, you can't. That's that's a wonderful answer. I don't know what it is, but this yeah, is the right. yeah, and it's, and it's, it's meaningful me. and sense, sensible. It's me. I hear you. I hear you. It's me. <laughs> it's me. I hear you. But I appreciate that. I need. I appreciate that. Um, not fair. Yeah. So definitely heard what you say. Same, same question for you, Chris, and for you, Ivan. Right, whatever one of you want to wants to go first. What do you think could become? the defining moment of Nafir's career? I think, actually, um, him getting a shot at a title that nobody expected him to get a shot at, and for him fighting one of the top 
guys in the city, and actually him beating the fighter by knockout. I mean, the camp going well. Um, he's doing everything I'm asking him to do, everything his dad asked him to do, uh, Rick asking him to do, and just working hard, which that that's something that he does anyway. Um, the only thing, honestly, the only opposition I have with fear right now is that he's so laid back when he trained that it's just, it's just crazy because, like, when I trained, I was an animal. You know, when Mike Tyson trained, he was an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, not fear going to the gym, and it's just like, all right, well, I'm going to get my workout done, and I'm going to do what I got to do. But it's, a, it's productive. But in yeah. my sense, I want it to be intensive because mm-hmm. that's the way I train, and I got to understand everybody don't train like that. And I understand anybody even as hard as his dad was, is, is I should say, or as hard as my dad is. Like, when my dad training, it's like, it's two different areas. Like, when I training, it's like, when my dad training, oh my God, it's a whole different atmosphere. It's like that joke that I had 100%. And I'm sitting there, and I ask, I go over to my dad, and I ask my dad, I'm like, yo, why he train like this for you? But when I train him, when I train him every day, it's like, all right, coach, whatever, go sit down somewhere. My dad trained. He right there next to my dad, and my dad watching everything he do. I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to quit. I don't even want to quit. Yeah, you can work again. But you know that that shows the growth. That shows what he want. That shows that he does have different speeds to to his arsenal because you definitely gotta have a different speed because once you get hit, like Mike said, everything mm-hmm. goes out the window. So you yeah. gotta have a different speed. You gotta have a different game plan, and I think that's what's good with us. Like, um, you may see me in 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 the corner in his corner, which you'll see me and his dad. But you may see me go up in the ring with him, like three rounds. The next three rounds is his dad, because there's always different things that we see, and we right. work on different angles. So you're not gonna get the same thing from the same guy every round. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just basically about it, man. Um, and I'm really proud, you know. I'm actually proud to the point that I think that what I'm doing, mm-hmm. people seeing, you know. And you know, I'm not big on nobody hoop high with me. I just want the kid to do what he got to do and be where he needs to be. Absolutely, Chris. For me, um, I mean, I, so far, I mean, it, it's been a whirlwind so far. But uh, earlier this year, we got invited to fight for the title in, in Mexico, uh, and you know, it's the middle of the pandemic. And right. they're telling us, yo, don't drink the water. So, you know, we, we got to bring our own water with us. You know, we, yeah. we flew into El Paso, and then we literally walked over the border to Mexico. Yeah. And, and we were in Juarez, and it was it was crazy. Like, I mean, the, the situation was nuts. Um, right. For him to have the maturity to go over there and handle business. You know, we were mm-hmm. we over there in a foreign country against the, the whole crowds against us. You know, this kid's a hometown favorite. You know, he had just got done beating a guy that was like five and or six and or something like that. Okay. He beat him by knockout on top of that, uh, mm-hmm. and it's 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 us against the, the whole country. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's me, Rick, and Ivan, and not fair. We just you know it's just us. It's like for him to have the maturity to go out there and not only beat the kid, but stop the kid. His first main event uh, in a different country, eating food. I mean, we was eating like tacos. Like, it was just it was crazy. Right. Um, and I was I was really really proud of, him, and that let me know that. You know, he's got what it takes to go all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was his moment of adversity so far where, you know, I can't help you. I, I'm here with you, 
You know, right. I can't get in that ring with you. The kid, kid, right. I mean, the kid was coming. Like he, he was tough. He was strong. He was durable. Mm-hmm. But you know, I knew we had did what we had to do to get him prepared to fight. And for him to go over there and do it meant everything to me. You know, so now, you know, now it's a different Mount Everest. You know, each each right. fight, like I said, this is a what have you done for me type of world we live mm-hmm. in. You know, you can you can viciously KO somebody, and then right after you get out the ring, they're like, well, what's next? You're like, huh? I just knocked right. them out. What do you want? You right. know what I mean? So right. it's on to the next. So for him, for, for us now, you know, it's it's we know the goons are coming. You know, the, the, the big promoters are going right. to come. They're going to come calling, and we got to be ready for them. So Absolutely. Whenever they're ready, we'll, we'll be here waiting. Yeah, I think that's a, a great thing that you keep reiterating, and you say, I can't help you. And I'm sure there are some people that are in between the cracks and crevices that are thinking to themselves, like, well, what do you mean you can't help him? You as coach. But, folks, you have to understand the magnitude and the full extent of that statement, I can't help you. It's kind of like some of the things I said when at the end of the Sixers season when people were fans immediately, well, Doc didn't do this and this, that, and the third. And – a lot of people, I asked them, I said, as a coach, you can only put your player, your fighter, whatever, in the position to be successful. Like I told people, everybody was talking about the Ben Simmons free throws. I said, I, I get it. I don't like him missing them either. I think that he's playing our point guard. He should be able to hit those free throws. But as a coach, Doc can't go out there and say, all right, he got fouled. No, I'm going to sub and shoot the free throws for him and sub him back in. Can't do that. So I think it comes with repetition. It comes with progression. And it comes with a lot more of determination and focus. So for me, before I let Squeaky answer that question. You've been sitting here all this time. And you don't know the question. We're about to kick you out the room. We're about to kick you out the room. But for me, what I feel like right now could be the defining moment. What I think could be the defining moment of his career. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you now. I'm sitting here saying it. I think it's his humbleness and his determination and focus. Um, if you weren't paying attention for us when I asked, not fair, he just said he feels like he's training and working out 80% of the day. So we all know it's 24 hours in a day. So you figure 80%, it's like 22, 21 hours of the day. And, you know, uh, ironically speaking, they say you're supposed to get six to eight hours of sleep a day. Mm-hmm. But if you're working out 80% of the day, it's a good chance you're not going to get that six to eight hours of sleep. But nonetheless, I think that's one of the things I think is going to define him because he's so focused and he's so humble, but his determination and his knowledge and his receptiveness is definitely going to be a huge part in him propelling. So I don't see any reason why he won't succeed. But again, just from me to you, I think that is a great thing. And I think that your humbleness, your determination, and your focus will be one defining point in your career. So you remember the question now? You're no, welcome. You, you the remember question the again. question now? Answer the question again. I'm not asking you Come no on. more. Come on. Give me part of it then. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think 
would be one or defining moments in Nafia's career. <coughs> Excuse me. Like as far as I'm concerned, he's he's at the beginning of his career right now. He got his dad with him, which is awesome. To have your father with you. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got Ivan and Ivan's dad. All you gotta do is get to that gym, eat right, get your proper sleep, man. Um, you are the defining part of your career. To answer that question. You are. You got the team. That's it's like great, that's, that's like a great answer. Yeah, it's you. Absolutely. It's like having uh, Kobe Bryant with no team. You can shoot all you want, but you, you your team. If you ain't if you don't show up with the team, it ain't gonna work. And I, I've been watching you, man. I'm proud of you. Keep right on pushing it. Anything falls short, I got y'all. You already know. See, it's family here. Like I said, Heat 100 Radio, you got to hear. Oh, I've been, I've, I, I was, the, I, my daughter called her, she said she all right. So. The, the station that keeps it 100, and again, like Ivan just said, I'm going to reiterate, yeah. for you not to be paying attention, you <laughs> still came up <laughs> with, with a great answer. <laughs> with a great answer. But no, that's, that's real, man. I've been watching it, man. You, you, get a, you get a fighter, any athlete, pay attention. Most athletes don't have their father with them. They got their mom. Right, right. They got their mom with them. Right. You got your dad, what you do is, 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 is you can't fail. Right. You, you can't fail. Even if you don't get that championship belt, them days of training, the days of building that memory, that's your championship time. Right. Yep. Like they say, that that constructive criticism mm-hmm. from yep. that your bond. dad yep. as a male yep. is very defining and very imperative. Major. Um, yeah, and, and being of color as yes. well. Yep. That's what I meant when I said it's very defining. Yep. Um, and imperative because, like Squeaky just said, there are a lot of these, a lot of our young athletes right now are single parent households, mm-hmm. and it's usually the mom. Yeah. And one, two, three, four, six men sitting here, we all know, and there's no disrespect, but we know a woman cannot raise a man. No. There's no disrespect in that, com- in that comment and that quote, but we all know that. And there's a lot of women that know that as well. But to have that, I think it is is a great thing, which also I think puts you a step above a lot of other athletes, like Squeaky said, who don't have that. And for you to be where you are at this stage in your career is extremely impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can hear from your coaches and the people that you have around you that are sitting here with us today it's impressive to them as well. So again, I applaud you for everything that you're doing and you know, I wish you nothing but the best. And I just hope that you continue on in that path and don't lose nothing. You know, I don't think you will, but don't lose anything. Um, a while back, we had a young lady on the show who uh, played basketball for St. Joe's and she did a lot of work with the homeless, Gabby. Gabby Smalls, Gabzilla, we call her. Shout out to her and her dad, Freddie Boom Smalls. And she did a lot of stuff off the court with the homeless and things of that nature and her community involvement, which I think is going to be a huge part of her career as well. So hearing you say that you have talked to homeless people and you've made an impression on them, a different impression that they wouldn't get from somebody just walking down the street. Different platform. Yeah. Uh, a totally different platform. Yes, Squeaky, thank you. A totally different platform. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something great where you said that, you know, some of them said that they would never expect you to give them money or you to talk to them. And then on the flip side, 
believe it or not, you said that you learned some things from them. And it just shows that people may be down, but until you talk to them, you'll never know where they've been. Just because they're down now doesn't mean that they've been somewhere prior to that. And I'm not necessarily saying that they had to be uh, wealthy and then lost everything. Knowledge is wealth. We all know that. So in some of those instances, they could have a plethora of knowledge still. They just hit a skid, a skid and haven't gotten back from that skid yet. And, mm-hmm. and even though that they're in that position that they're in and, and, and you're reaching back, you're talking to them, mm-hmm. they can also be your motivation Absolutely. To push you even harder. Absolutely. To keep from having possibly being in that situation yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even even they may think yeah. that they're not to uh, of society anymore, they still would be mm-hmm. helpful themselves. Right, because we never know. We never know what the, the next day holds. Yeah, tomorrow's not yeah. promised to none of us. We never know what the next day holds. And it could very easily be one of us that falls into that position. Not, I'm not wishing anything like that, but reality of the entire thing. The whole situation is that it could be you, it could be me, it could be another person, it could be somebody that you know, somebody in your family. So again, you doing that and wanting to do that is is a great thing. So moving along, we begin we stayed with the Sixers for a little bit. We talked about that, and for you guys, uh. Getting opponents, how was that? How difficult is that for you guys to get opponents? Um, knowing what you've seen and what you know from Nafir, now how hard or easy is it for you to get opponents that want to actually step into the ring? Take the E him? out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Take the E out of it, brother. Keep the H in it. Keep the H in it. Hard. <laughs> Hard. Well, we, I mean, in a nutshell, I mean, we 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 get the best opponent that we can. You know, for mm-hmm. us, it's not like we have a major promoter who, you know. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Absolutely. But we, we enjoy being independent. We're enjoying the fact that, you know, we own our name. You know what I mean? Like, once again, it's not just about boxing. And and let me say this. It, it's, it was always... Manhood before boxing, because this 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 sport is it, it's so synonymous with life. Uh, right. It, it's it's a lot of hard hits that come unexpectedly that you have to bounce back from. Um, and really, what it comes down to is, you know, whoever wants to fight, we 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 draw up the contract. You know, there's nobody, there's no mythical guy that's mm-hmm. making a contract and sending it out. Right. It's me sending the contract, or Rick Ross sending the contract, or CC our, our other manager sending the contract. We have a whole host of people that are around us that make right. things happen for us. So we, you know, we can fight on whatever card, whoever we want, whenever we want, however we want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times we get turned down. You know, we, we ask to fight certain people and they turn us down. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing we can do about it. We can't make you fight. So, right. You know, at this point, we, we'll fight whoever's there. It, Absolutely. It and, uh, you know, we'll try. And, every fight is a learning, is a learning mm-hmm. curve. You know what I mean? Like some guys are movers where they're not trying to stand there and fight. Some guys are, you know, some guys are brawlers where they want to brawl with us. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll fight. We'll fight however it comes. Some guys are softballs. Some guys are orthodox. Right. Whatever. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't really mind fighting whoever we got to fight. But mm-hmm. um, at this point, it's just making sure we get the opponents. I mean, we had a couple of fights this year. This year, literally. 
mm-hmm. that uh, guy showed up, guy showed up to the weigh-in, showed up, got the COVID test, everything, and then the night of the fight, nobody could find him. He left. Mm. He, like he literally left. Wow. So I mean, that was something that we had to deal with, and I was I was frustrated. I'm sure he was frustrated. Twice? Yeah, it happened twice. Well, I know. I thought it was um, one. And it's tough. It's tough. It's mm-hmm. not, it happened in Atlanta too. Wow. Uh, but we've been fighting. We've been fighting all over the country. Um, just getting getting our name out there. You know, it, it's all the business. And at the end right. of the day, this this is the hurt business. And mm-hmm. it's a lot more than boxing. That's what a lot of these young guys. That's what I really want to stress to a lot of the up and coming boxers. You know, if if you can hear me, it's not just boxing. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. just boxing. It's a Absolutely. whole lot more than that. Mm-hmm. When you start making a little bit of money, you start feeling yourself, you start smelling yourself, mm-hmm. and you want to not listen to the people who got you there. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a price to be paid for. You know? yeah. and, and that's that's a price that, uh, you know, I hope that he he never has to pay. That goes back to that collar. Right. Absolutely, that goes back right. to that collar. It all, that's what I'm saying. Right. It's all synonymous. Right. It all goes together. Yeah. Um, and, and you just don't understand how important family mm-hmm. and, and team, you know, the, the team concept is. Mm-hmm. Especially to a fighter, because if one cog is off, everything's off. You know, right. your, your sparring, your your daily regimen, your eating, you know, your mental when you're coming into the ring, coming into a fight. Mm-hmm. If one of those things is off, you know, you could have a long night. Right. Get the wrong guy. Yeah, I think I think that's a another uh, plus, a major plus, um, in, in his career moving forward, that he has guys in his corner that are dedicated and fully educated on the business side Mm -hmm. where at some point he'll know this as the boxer which a lot of times uh you have fighters or you have athletes that have agents and managers that basically handle all of that stuff for them and a lot of times the actual athlete is somewhat oblivious mm-hmm. as to what goes on until something bad happens. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, well, why did this happen and this and that? I feel like listening to you guys sit here and talk today, I feel like you keep him abreast um, as much as you can in the right situation. So, like I haven't said, the focus now is the training. So, I believe that the business side, well, I know the business side is there, but I'm thinking now that you guys are handling that, all of that right now, so he can focus on his job. Mm-hmm. So when that, when it's time to step up, I ain't got to worry about nothing else but what I went through to do my job. Everybody I don't have to second guess anything yep. like, well, what if I don't win this fight? Then what's going to happen? Right. Or what if something happens and then something don't go right i just feel like you guys have all that in tune and when you need to you make him abreast of everything that's going on which i think is great and i also think it's great in general i also think it's great for the athlete because now he knows the steps like i even said right now you know he said he wants to sit in the gym sometimes after whatever no now he probably understands look I'm getting ready for this fight. He told me to leave. I'm going to leave. You know? And after the fact, it's like, oh, maybe. Well, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I need to just let it go for a second. And But I know tomorrow I'm right back at it. Where It doesn't give you that 
cliche great too much of that gray area mm-hmm. where your mind starts to float yeah, you know and your wheels start to spin and we all know when you have idle time and mm-hmm. you focused on something Push and ups. your mind starts to float <laughs> then things get more towards the black side instead of the gray side you know i say gray and black like gray you can still see through a little bit mm-hmm. but as you get that idle time and your mind starts spinning mm-hmm. and you start pushing towards that black side where you can't see then it's like, oh, well, am I doing the right thing? Is this, am I sure this is what I want to do? But I just feel like you guys have taken care of all of that where he doesn't have to worry about any of that it's right now. It's a full-time job. I mean, I, I work a full-time job, mm-hmm. and then it's another full-time job to deal with sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's going to make your outfit, which we only use one person rock, paper, dinner? Who's gonna make you hey, love? That's my cousin, by the way. Shout out, shout out to Rock uh, Paper Denim. Uh, my guy, uh, Don Miller. Boxing. Uh, we, this is we 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 have our. We, I, I pretty much set everything in place Get where I don't have to worry about these other things. It's right. so much going on at one time. Your, spo- all your sponsors are calling, saying, "Hey, we we want to we want to sit with you. We want to take some pictures. We want to do a photo op. Then you got mm-hmm. you know you, you got to do your press runs." Then you got to do, you know, you, you, we hit with every every city we go to. We hit all the hair salons, all all the barbershops. You know, we we go old school, guerrilla tactics. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's one of those things where it's a lot on him. And I realize that it's a whole lot on him. He's cutting weight while you know while training and getting ready for a mm-hmm. fight, and then still got to go in and talk to somebody when I know he don't really feel like it, or you know where I know he's tired. He's been sweating all night and all day. You know, he's been working his tail off to get where he's going. And then you got to go do all this other stuff to go with it. Everybody's demanding of your time. And you got to be able to do it. So I know it's a huge burden on him where he might just want to, you know, he might just want to chill. But you want to be the champ, you got to make these sacrifices right now. Absolutely. I preach it to him every day. Absolutely. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, And I hope um, that everyone that's tuned in has learned some information um like myself and my partner Baldy. shout out to him who couldn't be here today we always try to give people sports we like to say sports as we see it and what we mean by that is we like to give you the business side a little perspective on the business side as well as being a fan because it, we all know it's very easy to be a fan and in your fandom you can very easily say, uh, well, you know, it's down the third and, yeah, the team sucks right now and whatever, whatever. But that move they made uh, really didn't make sense and this and that. But you, you have to understand, people, that when you get to the professional level, it's more than just the sport itself, like Chris just mentioned. It's, it's a full-time job, and it's also an opportunity that – could change your life and you have to be focused in it if you want the best out of it if not you will have the many people as we like to say subtly the leeches that will come in and take full advantage of you and you won't even know it i mean we know from sports history it's happened to some of the best. We've all seen the 30 for 30s about different things. We've seen where people's fathers have taken fully advantage of them without them knowing until years later. And at that point, it's too late sometimes to recover. So, again, um, another episode of Sports Red Podcast in the books. 
I applaud these gentlemen for the work that they're doing with Not Fear. Um, again, you heard him speak today, so everything that they're doing shows. And I also want to pay respects and thank you to Not Fear for being able to take time out of his training regimen to come in and sit and talk with us today. And just be on the lookout. Um, Not Fear Charles, that name is going to very soon be a household name. I can feel it, I see it, I believe it, like I said, because of what I've heard today from the gentlemen that are around him. So before we close out, we're going to go around the room and let everyone know your social media handles, where they can find you. We're going to start with Squeaky since he's right here to the left of me. Uh, mine's is um, Ed underscore Squeaky. Sleep all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not and fear? Then- Oh, you that's got it. more? No, that's it. You sure? Yeah, that's it. All right. Not fear? Uh, not fair, Charles. Uh, on Instagram, not fair, Charles. N A F B A R Charles C H A R L E S. No spaces. Ivan? Um, Ivan Robinson, as y'all see right now, y'all on Facebook. Um, Instagram is a mighty thing. Chris? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm running, I run his page. So I okay, <laughs> so that's cool. So you can get at Chris going on our fears page. And, you know, for me, as always, at SportsRap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook, SportsRap Podcast is the group page where you can get me. You can also check out the YouTube page, SportsRap TV, the webpage, SportsRapRadio.com. And the audio of this uh, interview will go up tomorrow iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and mostly of the places where you get your podcasts. And lastly, again, one more time, do not forget August 14th. August 14th. Town. Did I say August? Yeah. Did I say August? Yeah. yeah. August 14th. Right. Town, Germantown mm-hmm. Avenue. Germantown Avenue. Boxing event. Boxing event. It's a mighty thing. It's a mighty thing. Boxing event. Yeah. The give back. So come on out and check. There's about 10 bouts that you're going to see. Mm-hmm. You're going to see some of the best unknown talent in the city. And it'll be a great thing for you to come out if you live in the city, if you're in that area. Come on out. Uh, Ivan is doing some great things in the gym and in his community. So you have to come out and support things like that. And September the 5th, the penthouse, Germantown Avenue. Like I said, if you missed yeah. July 4th. Sure. July 4th was a movie, yeah. and I don't even know what to call this upcoming event. This is going to be a big event. It, it's pegging up to be huge. So, Simply Monica72 on Instagram and Twitter, Heat 100 Radio. You know where to find her each and every morning on the Morning Rush. You know where to find me every Monday morning, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. right here on Heat100Radio.com and on Facebook Live. As always, start your week off right. Be great on purpose, and we will see you all week on social media and right back here next week live on the air. Thanks for tuning in, Thanks, folks. I'm going to make the donuts, man.